Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Deadlines in Hollywood podcast. I am Amanda Nduka. Tell them who and, you are. <laughs> and I am Dino Ray Ramos. And today we have a wonderful guest from a, a great show. It's, it's so good on really Hulu good. called Woke. Uh, Shashir Zameda. Yeah, it's I, I we talked about this in the episode, but I watched, I mean, it's on Hulu now. I binged all eight episodes. Like, they're 30 minute episodes, they're not that long, but I couldn't stop watching. It was so good. It's and it it like as the title suggests, it's about being woke or what I guess like woke or being, culture. Or being or woken, because like awoken. <laughs> yeah. So like for those of you who don't know, the the premise is is about this black cartoonist guy who kind of is just living his life and you know can we say like he doesn't really live like he hasn't really lived in like being well, in his yeah. skin yeah right yeah. so he he basically has an experience that that sort of gets him to this woke phase yeah and and, and the the show sort of follows him as he's discovering this new sort of self of him of his um um uh Shashir plays um a reporter Name Ayana, who is hilarious. Like I love mm. like her comedic timing is just. I mean, I, she's so I, funny. Yeah, she's really funny. Um, but it's a really, really good show. And and Shashir has done a lot of other things. I mean, she was in the weekend, which we had we had uh, Stella Maggie on whenever yeah. whenever that was coming out last year. And, and also, she she she's in a movie Spree, a thriller. Yeah, yeah which is exciting. Like a, yeah, it's a social media thriller movie. Um, at the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then she, uh, but, she's done, I mean, she's done a bunch of other stuff too, but. And she's just like, if you, like, if you, I've, I've seen her in stand-up before. She's hilarious. And she has a podcast with Nicole Byer, who is all, yeah. who also appears yeah. in the, uh, in the, in Woke. And their podcast is called Best Friends. And that, that show that I love listening to them talk. Uh, they deserve their own show together because they are really best friends, IRL. Um, oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Or they're really good friends. Yeah, they're really okay, good friends. Okay, yeah, okay. and, and, and um, it's just fun listening to them. But woke is just so, it, like, it unpacks a lot of things. It really that, does, yeah. and it definitely made me think about like my upbringing and and having sort of that same mentality that Keith uh, Lamore Morris's character has at the beginning, and then having, like I said, there's you, everybody has their awoken. mine isn't like the same as Keith but I've definitely had my moment to where now my eyes are open and I'm seeing a lot more I'm more aware of things that 
are, are going around than I was before. So mm. it's very good. Like I said, I highly recommend it. Uh, it's eight episodes, 30 minutes quick long. Quick watch. Long. Yeah, it's a quick watch, which you, we all love. Um, yeah. And it's out on Hulu. But without further ado, here is Shashir. Shashir, what have you been up to during during all this? Are you are you sort of taking your time to sort of reflect and relax, or are you still busy, sort of like we are? <laughs> Honestly, it goes in waves. There was for sure weeks where I was doing nothing at all, and now is nice a nice busy time where I'm doing press and talking about woke and yeah. spree and and that's nice, <laughs> like reflecting on the work that I've done before this time. And then, in general, just trying to do things that make me happy. Like, I've taken up roller skating, and that's oh my nice. God. So many people are doing roller skating. I've heard that so many. I've heard it's like hard to buy roller skates right now. Truly, yeah. Really? Where did you get yours from? Did you just like online, eBay? I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> eBay. Oh my gosh, there is eBay. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> Which is. It still exists, <laughs> but oh, wait, yeah. I should know that, yeah, because I bought my Nintendo Switch on eBay because there you no go. One, yeah, no one <laughs> like they were sold out everywhere. And yeah, exactly. and the people will buy them and then resell them and upcharge it, which sucks. But it's like, well, they have it, and yeah. and I want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about your roller skating adventures later. In, in yeah. A um, but congratulations on Woke. Um, Thank you. I, I could not, I watched the whole thing. Like, I could, oh, you did? Uh, yes. <laughs> I could not, I, lo- I mean, I don't know why. I'm just like, I, I get really into like shows, especially like shows that I actually like like, and I just, I can't stop watching it. Like I have yeah. to, I'll stay up until I finish everything. So. Oh, good. Uh, Thank yeah. you for watching. And yeah. it's, you know, it's short. They're all like 20 minutes. Yeah. So it's like, you can like bang it out. So, so yeah, it wasn't too hard, but I definitely enjoyed it. Um, but for you, before we get to that, like we just like to talk about um, on the podcast, talk about sort of pe- everybody's journey. Um, Their in this, origin this, story, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. You know, we're all, all, all our, our journeys are different um, and everybody has an interesting, interesting story. So where did it all start for you? When did you know you wanted to get into this business? Oh man, there's like a few times I think I knew I that I was leading me to this path. Like I was always a fan of comedy when I was younger and I saw improv when I was in middle school. Like saw it live. I saw a short form improv in downtown Indianapolis and was like, oh my God, this is magical. Like they're just making things up so quickly and playing with each other. And then I was a huge fan of Whose Line Is Anyway and that kind of stuff. And then when I got to college, I just for fun was like auditioning for musicals. And then and then eventually those friends I made from those musicals were auditioning for plays. And I was like, well, maybe I'll do that too. And then and then I had friends who were also auditioning for the improv team at my school. And I was like, yeah, maybe I'll do that too. And then it kind of just like started because I wanted to do something fun and also yeah. do something with my friends. But then it turned into like, whoa, I love this. Like I really am getting a thrill out of affecting an audience and hearing them laugh or hearing them gasp or hearing them just make any kind of reaction or talk to me afterwards and say, well, that was so moving or any of that. So I just wanted to continue that feeling. And I moved to New York in 2009 thinking I was going to do theater. I was going to be a Broadway star. Ooh. That, that didn't happen. <laughs> but- <laughs> 
Wait, like you said, what what year did you move to New York? Two thousand nine. What was like the big Broadway show? Do you remember? Oh, what was the big Broadway show? I don't even know. I wasn't even yeah. at that le level. I was auditioning for the <laughs> off-Broadway shows, <laughs> trying to level up to eventually audition for the Broadway shows. Um, but I kept going back to the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater and watching improv shows and then eventually started taking classes. And then I was like, I think I'm fully in. Like by the end of 2009, I was like, I want to focus all my energy on comedy. And so I was doing stand-up, I was doing sketch, I was doing improv all at the same time and wearing myself ragged, but it was fun and I loved it and I loved doing it. And yeah, it, again, it came from a, a place of like, this is very fun. And then eventually I started seeing, oh, I could get jobs doing this. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you, I always like to ask people, especially comedians, because I, I find it, I find, people who have comedic timing or, or are able to do this. So I find that so fascinating because it seems so hard. Um, and I always think like, I always wonder, like I always wonder why comedy is not considered for Oscars. Cause I always say, I always think that comedy is a lot harder to do than drama. It's harder, I would say. Yeah. Um, what, or what, what, when did you know that you were, you had this ability that you were able yeah. to be funny and then, and, and do stand up and, and write comedy and all that stuff? I actually knew in high school because I did this camp that was like a government camp and it was called Girl State and they oh, just chose like Boy State, right? Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but for girls. And yes. <laughs> and they chose two girls from each high school in the state and then we go to a college campus for like a few weeks and we learn about the government, we learn about the positions, what they do, and you're also running for office. So I ran for lieutenant governor of my party and Ooh. then, and won. And oh, okay. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Congratulations, you're a politician. <laughs> I, I did want to be a politician at one point in time, but then I realized I can do work in other ways. That, that seems like a lot. <laughs> Probably in much better, more efficient ways too. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe less toxic. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, and then there was like a large election where we all had to write our own speeches. And I wrote a joke at the top of my speech that was like, to me, so innocuous because there was a rickety elevator in our dorm and I said something like, you better vote for me before you die in this elevator. And people were like, oh my God, like just dying, it killed. And and then people kept laughing throughout my speech, even though I didn't remember writing more jokes, but I think they just thought I was funny. And, and afterwards people were like, wow, you should do something where you're like speaking in front of people and like making them laugh. But none of us, thought of stand-up comedian as a job. Like no one <laughs> no. need to be like, you should be a stand-up. They're just like, you should do something where you're speaking and, and <laughs> telling jokes. Like, and people laugh. <laughs> yeah. Well, figure it out. Right. Like, okay. We, good we, we, good we, luck. We gave you the path. You just need to follow it. <laughs> yeah, basically. And yeah, even then I was like, that felt so good, but I just I still didn't know that comedy was what I wanted to do. But I was like, I just stored that in my brain. Like that was a really nice feeling. And then I think the more things I did, the more I was like, oh, yes, <laughs> comedy. That is what I want to do. Uh, do you remember your first improv show and how it went? And were you nervous or <laughs> oh, how did man. it go? 
Did you mess did you up? Cringe, or did you, <laughs> did you, or have you blocked it out of your mind? Yeah. Oh boy, I probably blocked it out of my mind. Yeah, I can't even think of my-, my... Oh, What's like your first memory of kind of like yeah. you hitting, like, I guess the pocket. I, I remember taking an improv class once and doing the whole thing. I was scared shitless and yeah. I just admire the whole art of improv. Yeah, I just, too. I'm like all, I'm like, I don't know how y'all like- I want, I, like, I was, on your feet. it's one of those things that I wish I was good at, like improv. Yeah, it's, I mean, it really is a skill. It's, uh, mm -hmm. you have to practice and mm -hmm. know the rules in order to break the rules. But mm -hmm. I started in college and we were truly just teaching ourselves how to do it, uh -huh. which is never good. Like, we <laughs> we don't know what we're doing, but we're like, well, we saw videos online and <laughs> we took a couple classes in a workshop, like, in South Carolina, so hopefully mm -hmm. we'll be okay. And I feel, I feel like we're just trying to do new things, which I love, because we wanted to be different. And so we were trying to do long form stuff, but it was really a a, a, a growing process because uh, we just had, so we would have scenes that were just so long. It was too long form. Yeah. <laughs> it was too long for, for the audience, but uh, but they were fun. I just like creating stories and, and I feel like long form improv is a great vehicle for that because mm -hmm. you have more time to like live in these characters and live in this world and you get to actually create a story mm -hmm. yeah. you know, so you also did stand up and improv which i think there's i don't want to say that there's a rivalry but a lot of people don't have their <laughs> uh, foot in both camps because they're totally different yeah and you know how how did you make that pivot and you know You've, you've had like some uh, uh, roles in films and, and, and TV shows that aren't necessarily straightforward comedy. And uh, how did doing stand up and improv help inform your acting career? Ooh, I feel like it all helps each other. Like, I feel mm. like because I did improv and stand up and sketch at the same time, it mm. like this sketch helped me edit how much I write in my stand up, and then the improv helped me be more comfortable on stage and like communicate with the audience and listen to what they're reacting to or just, or talking to them directly. And yeah, I just feel like they all fed into each other. And then also improv definitely helps when filming scripted things like TV mm -hmm. and movies, because sometimes people like when you punch up their, their words. And I like that because I like being able to put a little bit of myself into the character. And I just think it's more fun when you get to, add things on the fly. Speaking of character, um, I have to say I am digging, I feel like I, I, I vibe with Ayana, like I feel like- <laughs> Good. <laughs> her, 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 her sarcasm is like mass. Like I, I like I just, I just it, like she's a journalist. <laughs> yes. I know, like, <laughs> I, I like connected with her as well. <laughs> <laughs> like, so it was like instantly like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's my girl. Anyways, okay. um, <laughs> when you first um, were introduced to this series, cause I remember, I remember whenever we wrote about it on Deadline, I was like, hmm, this sounds interesting, but I wonder like how they're where they're gonna go with this um what were your initial thoughts when you first read the script i was excited because like this show doesn't shy away from anything you know we address these issues head on and i like that and also in the very first episode the main character is getting physically attacked by the police mm -hmm. and the rest of the series is really him dealing with the aftermath and I don't think I've seen too many things that talk about the lasting effects that black people experience after a racially charged incident like that. You know, you see the incident 
some in one episode and then the next we just never talk about it again. But I like this like a through line throughout the whole series that we keep addressing because that's life. <laughs> you know, it doesn't just go away. Like, yeah, we do have to keep working. We have to keep going to school. We have to keep our lives going after things like this. But those effects are still very much with us. And yeah. I think that was something that I was really yeah. digging with the script because I, I like that we are not afraid to talk about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I like. I feel like a lot of people, especially this year, are are becoming more woke. And I and I and I really there's a line that you said. Um, whenever you first meet Keith and you, you know, you're, you know, we're, we're trying to, we're profiling a controversial black and he was like, I don't want to be controversial. And then you say something about you being black by itself is controversial or black cartoonist. And I was thinking about that. And I'm like, I think, I think a lot of times, like, especially people who maybe didn't grow up around like, um, places where police brutality and, and things like that were very prominent. It's like, it's, it's hard to be. You get, you get, you get in a sense. You get like, oh, this is not. I don't want to be that radical person. I don't want to be somebody who stands up for, you know, because that's yeah. not something that I've experienced. But you, like thinking about it, and I think I went through this too. It's like being black is controversial, especially in in different areas. It's controversial in and of itself, and you can't you can't avoid it. You know, totally. Um, yeah, it's not like you have to talk about the most extreme black experience, even if you haven't experienced it. You just yeah. talking about your experience as a black person living in America mm. is by default going to be different than a lot of people's experience. Yeah. So like the more you talk about it and the more we make it public and like in the mainstream, the more people can be empathetic to that experience and understand it a little bit more and talk to their friends about it and communicate with people as opposed to like not thinking it exists because they've never seen it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting. Like saying that, you know, uh, people in mar- in the margins and people of color, queer people, you know, anyone who's been othered, I think for, well, I'm, I'm speaking from my experience, my experience is like, I'll, I didn't realize I was an other until I went into college, Me I too. guess I would say. Me too. Yeah. yeah. And me and Amanda are both from Texas. It, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Amanda like, went to a very different college than I did. But like even, even, even though I was, I grew up around mostly white people. Like I just, I mean, there were, there were, and looking back now, I could, there were things that were very problematic that were going on around my, my friend groups and my teachers, but I just never really thought about it because, it, you know, my, my parents are immigrants. They didn't grow up here. Um, so that it wasn't talked about at home. Like we, Mm-mm. I mean, we got, we got the talk, but it was more like, it, it, it seemed like it was like a talk that everybody has. Like, this is what you do when you get stopped by the police, you, yeah. you, can't, you know, you comply, you do all that stuff. So I just never, and, and honestly, like now that you, you, you're, you're sort of, you know, whenever you become woke, sort of like Keith, you start noticing things, right? And I feel like- <laughs> Well, especially and, now, right? And I yeah. feel like, it's like and, and sometimes I think, am I overthinking this? And I'm making this into a situation that is not, or am I legit to be irritated by, by, <laughs> by something? So I think it's like, I mean, I think a lot of us are like really toting that fine line right now. Like you, you, you want to be an ally. You want to, you want to be able to, I guess, say, call things out that are not right. But at the same time, it's like, it's, I guess, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's. I don't, yeah, I, there is a balance because, yeah. and that's like why another reason I like this show is because there are multiple black people in the show yeah. with multiple perspectives and That's so good yeah and i love that because usually it's like one and yeah. then they're <laughs> responsible for you know the whole race and like yeah. the opinion of of our people um <laughs> but it's nice to see people in different journeys yeah. like it is yeah. a journey just because you're woke doesn't mean you're gonna do everything right, right. all the time we're you know, I'm, I'm constantly learning about 
new ways to communicate my ideas or, or like communicate to other people or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see Keith who's like lived his whole life as a black man, but never thought he was going to get stopped and frisked. Never thought he was going to have an encounter where he would be targeted like that. And now he's got a new perspective on his white audience and yeah. like his art and, and all this stuff. And then you have Ayana who has been woke and runs right. a very progressive paper and, you know, loves instigating and loves like making people think about these things and you have clovis who's not interested in any of that (laughs) (laughs) love clovis yes i love that character he's hilarious but it's important to have all these perspectives in in one piece so that we can actually think about it and analyze it and not be like you know they're right just because they're saying something Mm. that sounds good like everyone can have a different opinion because we're all on a different journey exactly was there something in particular about Ayana that you connected with when you were first sort of introduced to her? Yeah, I mean, I I definitely jive with her dogged like determination to to get people to talk about real shit. Like, <laughs> I I I'm, maybe I'm not as like outwardly gung ho as she is, but I do feel like I try to use my platform to inform people of things and speak my truth and talk about my experience as a black woman and you know whether either you'll connect to it or you'll learn or you'll disagree whatever but I want to be able to use my voice in a way that feels very real and authentic to me yeah oh it's like oh that kind of spills into my next question I was going to ask you but before we get into that it's like the term woke you know, when it first came out, everyone was all, ooh, you know, ooh, woke. This is the thing, right? Yeah. And then I'll be honest, at times it got co-opted, right? And the, the <laughs> kind of, the, mm-hmm. the meaning changed. And how do you think the term woke has changed in the past six months? Ooh. Let's unpack that. <laughs> I know, yeah. It's interesting because I feel like it definitely started as a good thing, and then people yeah. can be have been using it as a negative thing, like oh, you're too woke, or you're a social justice warrior, or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but now, I feel like this year, a lot of people really are experiencing an awakening, <laughs> where they're now seeing more into a world they never seen before. And I don't remember who said this, but there's like a quote that's like, once you have learned something, you can never be the same. Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. can, you are now forever changed because you have n- new information. You can't be the person you were before when you didn't know that thing. So there's a lot of people now who are aware that, oh, police are straight up murdering people yeah. or yeah. black people go through this a lot more than I thought they did. Yeah. Or And it's happening in areas that I wouldn't think it would happen in. It's happening in nice neighborhoods. It's happening in bad neighborhoods. It's happening in neighborhoods that don't have drugs. Like it's happening everywhere. Yeah. And and that, and thankfully, it's shaking people up. Not everybody, but some people. And you know, <laughs> and and hopefully that will spread. And people are acting more on it too. You know, we had a whole summer of protests, and that's beautiful. And I I feel like because everyone was home and we had to be home, people are paying attention more because they're like, yeah. I just have time to yeah. read yeah. and yeah. listen and yeah. talk to my friends about this stuff. Yeah, it's very much an like. I keep on thinking about this and as depressing as it is, like we're all at home and we can't go out to a restaurant. We can't go to Dave and Buster's. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I don't know why that came That's the, the biggest miss. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know why I said that? Because my birthday was in April and I was planning on going the medieval oh. times. <laughs> and oh then my when gosh. of course the pandemic hit, nothing, you know, we couldn't go. But yeah. you know, you are, you know, you are a face that a lot of people recognize. And you mentioned this about using your platform, but you know, as you were coming up in the industry as a comedian, as an actress, did you feel that, you know, this is discussed in the, the show, you know did you feel the need to use your platform and you know and how cognizant were you in using it like i guess for lack of a better like choosing your battles i guess you would say mm -hmm. because i think there we, we've all talked about this like if you're like the only a lot a lot of onus is put on you and then then you put a pressure on yourself and then it becomes a burden and then you resent it that kind of this yeah like yeah journey. yeah how do you just navigate this space of having this platform and using it to kind of make you feel better and also make the world better? I mean, honestly, I feel like I kind of like stumbled into a platform. Like I have always been talking about being a woman and being black because that's you got to write what you know. And yeah. <laughs> and I don't think I realized that that was affecting people in a way be until after the show, until people come up to me and be like, oh my gosh, I had that same experience. Or like, whoa, I've never heard that story before or like anything like that. And and then I was like, oh, this is actually kind of important that I keep talking about this stuff. But it really came from a place because I was like, I'm just going to talk about my life. I didn't think it was radical to talk about, you know, you know, how my annoyances of people touch touching my hair or like mm. my name and people, how they can't pronounce it or, mm or an encounter I had with the police or an encounter I had at the hospital or whatever, you know, I, I'm just talking about my experiences, but to a lot of people, that's new information. Yeah. And I I do it in a way that's like truthful and not in a way that's like, what can I do to teach people? You know, I'm, I'm not trying, my goal is not to be like, how can I affect change? I hope yeah. change happens. I hope people get something out of it that motivates them to action, but, Mostly, I just want to talk about stuff that I want to talk about. <laughs> I just want to, <laughs> you know, tell stories that make me feel good, that I enjoy telling, and that makes an audience feel good that I connect connect to, and and then hopefully things will come from there. Like ACLU asked me to yeah. be an ambassador in 2014 or 15, and it was a huge compliment because I think they just saw my work and they were like, "What you're doing aligns with what we're trying to do, and we want to." you know, have a symbiotic relationship where you can talk to our audience and also we can put our issues in, in, in a platform that your audience is seeing. And I love that. And yeah. I just, and I think that helps me see that I'm doing something that's like on the right path. Like, oh, this is clearly good and people like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think that it's so like, you know, I guess there's a lot of people with platforms. There's that fine line of like, oh, I'm doing it because I want attention, and yeah. then it's like, oh, I'm just doing it because this is what I do. And yeah. I, I think I think that's like very admirable that you kind of you're not trying to show. You're like, oh, hey guys, I'm woke. <laughs> you know, yeah. No, that authenticity. I think it's really, really important, especially when it comes to like you know advocacy. Even if you're not a you know an advocate per se by title or by profession or whatever you want to call it, I think either way, authenticity is just what what I think is really going to get people on board and not questioning 
you know, your intention, because I, I do, like you said, there's a lot of advocates out there that are, you know, that a lot of people are questioning right now. So, um, yeah, but, but hey, I'll take the <laughs> fake ones too. Yeah. Like, as long as, yeah. I mean, whatever. Well, you know, I, was thinking, I, was, I was thinking about that too. I was, I know there's people have an issue with Sean King. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't yeah. really follow him, but I've seen his stuff. I'm like, at least he's bringing attention to these really yeah. um, egregious mm-hmm. issues. Um, but yeah. For, <laughs> you- <laughs> so, uh, no, but that's true. So, but it's like I think one of the when I was interviewing someone before because we were talking about virtue signaling, right? It's like mm-hmm. people, companies, corporations, people who weren't woke before who are all of a sudden woke now, saying like, "Oh, we're gonna, you know, do this." I and then I was I, I gave brought up the argument. And I was all, I don't know if I like virtue signaling. I don't know if it's good. And then someone was all, actually, I do because then you could hold someone accountable. Like yeah. you said this totally or yeah. you know, why aren't you following up with it? And it kind of just lights a fire underneath everyone, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like we want to see that trend keep mm-hmm. going. And if you don't, we we can note it. We can see it. Like you tweeted a lot yeah. about this in June. Where is it now? <laughs> <laughs> the receipts. The receipts, guys. Yes. <laughs> Shishu, what do you think about cancel cancel culture? Are you are you for it? Yeah, I especially mean, in the comedy scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's um it's tricky. There's parts I like cuz mm-hmm. some people do need to be canceled. Some things need to be canceled, some companies need to be canceled. Um but then there's also moments where I'm like, well, this is comedy. Like we also are <laughs> trying to like joke and make fun of things. And I think you can make anything funny. It just depends on the delivery and what you're saying. But uh, there's definitely people who have misstepped and said things they shouldn't have or didn't have the execution that they're capable of doing. And and then they get canceled. Yeah. So I don't know. But I also like redemption like i mm. i want to believe that people can learn from their mistakes yeah. and grow and i want to see that and you know I, I don't need you to like show me a video of you like getting counseling or like through <laughs> <laughs> your actions yeah 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 like you know appropriately apologize if you did something that deserves an apology and mm. and work on yourself mm. actually do the work because that's what real people in the real world do like if you right say something lewd to somebody at a coworker in an office, you're going to get some, you're going to get reprimanded or fired, or there's some sort of like sexual harassment training that's going to happen. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, well, we'll just figure it out later. You know, like you, there are steps. So yeah. that has to be for entertainment too. There can't, I mean, and it's hard because there's so many of us and it's like a loose format and people are like, well, you know, they just, they're in the public eye. So I guess the public court is, <laughs> is the one that is going to decide their fate. But they can they can decide their own fate and like work on yourself exactly and yeah yeah i'm definitely not in the in the mindset of like we should be allowed to say whatever we want because yeah, yeah no, it's like the, it's kind of like a case by case basis right i would yeah. say you can't you can't just blanket yeah exactly yeah, yeah it's it's hard to like really talk about it because it's like you can't there's certain things that do need to be canceled and certain things that are like well what what was the person really trying yeah. to say or like there's nuance to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I felt I felt really bad because I was like cancel Kanye for the longest time. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then oh. I was like, he didn't have, like when he admitted he had like a you know a mental distress, I felt really bad. So yeah. I, was, I, I sort of like changed my perspective on. Can- I mean, I still don't listen to Kanye, but you know, yeah. I mean, like more power to those more people who to stand by him. Do your thing. I choose. Kanye. Mm-hmm. I choose not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we have more of an understanding of why this is happening. Yeah, yeah. and that's great. Yeah, exactly. But that doesn't there's mean we have lot- to consume exactly. all his stuff. And I think also there's a lot to unpack with what Kanye has been through. And what <laughs> no, I know. That's that why takes a long time. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. why, that's where cancel culture gets sort of murky. Um, but anyways, uh, so obviously Woke is out. I watched mm-hmm. all eight episodes. It's amazing. I mean, you're ahead of me. I, I only watched like the one. <laughs> I told you and I, I was like, stop it. Um, but Shishir, what are you most excited for people to see when they watch the show? I'm excited for people to see how we talk on the show. Like we do talk and have conversations about issues that might be scary to certain people mm. or or taboo or like a hot button issue. But we just talk about it, which is how I talk to my friends. Like we just talk about what's happening in the world or in our lives and then we move on and do something else. And I hope people watch that and they're like, that can be your life too. You know, you can also yeah. talk to your friends about issues that you might think are scary or might kill the mood, but it's like, well, they have thoughts on it too. Or if they don't, talk about that. And <laughs> and then you can move on and live your, your life and do whatever you want after that. But it doesn't have to like be like, a, okay, we need to really sit down and have yeah. a meeting right. to talk about yeah, race. It's, not like, and, a, it's you know. not like an after school special. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. It's like, this On is a just very life. special episode of Woke. That kind of thing. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Every episode is a special episode. Oh, yeah. And then, and shout out Nicole by, oh my gosh, hilarious. Nicole. Yes. Um, you guys together, I mean, Honestly, y'all need your own show. We no, need to make that's what we've been saying. <laughs> It's so funny. I, I honestly, I guessed every single um, like animated voice because I was oh, good. I, I know which one JB's, but I couldn't guess Tony Hale for some reason. I like yeah. I, <laughs> he I sounds like, different. Yeah, he sounds different. I'm like every, everybody else like sounds like they would sound, but he his yeah his he's a little diff, he's a little different. Yeah, uh, truly all star <laughs> cast. Yeah, for yeah, the I, animation. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. It, it, and also like the the one thing that. <laughs> made me crack up the most was the first episode which is like the only one I watched when he's he's I guess it's the press conference and that guy's dressed up as toast and he's always oh, gonna come here in blackface <laughs> I was like oh, oh my god um yes I yeah. highly recommend it hopefully we'll hear news about a season two uh soon because there's even two a three hopefully, i know going with that ending it has to be and it's also I mean, really yeah. amazing how the timing of this is like so per- i mean it's it's sad that it's coming out during this t- like the, what's happening is sad but it's also good that a show like Very this is coming out it's like it's like all the stars aligned and yeah it, yeah it, definitely it yeah it's funny because yeah people are like oh it's so timely like everyone's you know we are in a moment where people are talking about police brutality a lot mm-hmm. and are open to talking about it but this show was written like Exactly. A year ago <laughs> and then like thought of years before that. So yeah. it's like like yes, it's timely now, but also would have been timely last year, the year right. before, the year before. Absolutely. And it's perfect. And I, I and I, I do think it's like it cuts through the seriousness with these animated uh voices, but 
it's like what putting the pill in the the, the cake or you know whatever like in a tree yeah. and yeah. kind of injecting you with stuff that maybe you wouldn't have known i mean did, did yeah. you guys shoot did you guys shoot during the pandemic we shot truly right before. I remember oh, hearing about wait. coronavirus while we we're in Vancouver. Doesn't um, Clovis mention coronavirus in, in the? He oh, I think he, I think yeah, he does, but I think it was maybe a. I think it was like an ad add in later because oh, okay. I think they just like okay. recorded the <laughs> voiceover. <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's why. No, I I didn't. I just because he had he was it was like a one time that he mentioned it, but he was like something something in coronavirus, and then I was like, and then there was a girl with a mask on too, so I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I told you I'm, I'm a trying to be so, like really. Uh, they're like, oh, we shot this yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than uh, season two of Woke, I'm just gonna put it out there. Yeah, what we're else, gonna put put in put in the universe. What else, have, what, what else do you have uh, coming up next that you can talk about? Well, I'm in a movie called Spree that came mm-hmm. out a few weeks ago. That's on video on demand on Amazon, mm-hmm. Amazon, iTunes. Uh, it's a thriller, and that's Ooh. like a very bit of a departure for me. <laughs> it's a very yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's about like social media and people's yeah. obsession with it and their negative relationship to it. Joe Keery's in it, who's amazing, and yeah, it's a really wild movie <laughs> i love me a thriller i love me yeah. A thriller. yeah yeah and i want to do more st- I, I mean it has comedy in it so it's not like completely different but i want to do more stuff that's like showing the audience i could do more than just like make you laugh um <laughs> like a slasher or a good or a super <laughs> movie sci-fi yeah you, all of that are you a sci-fi person nerdy I am, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm come from nerds. My, my name is from Star Trek. And- oh, that's right. Oh, right. <laughs> was it? Is it a plant? You were named after? It's a rose, yeah, okay. or like a flower, like a crystal <laughs> oh, okay. flower. So, like, were your parents Trekkies? Are your yeah. parents Trekkies? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> well, did they celebrate Star Trek Day the other day? I think it was yesterday or something like that. I don't know. They're like they're in their sixties now. I think I don't know if they're like celebrating the day anymore. <laughs> But um, yeah, huge fans, and yeah, I'm also a, a sci-fi consumer, and I, so yeah, I would love to be in space in the future, anywhere. Yeah, I love me. We could make that happen. Yeah, yeah. We're, putting, we're putting all this stuff out there in the universe. Absolutely. So, so we're manifesting it. Um, okay, so we like to wrap up with this section segment we call the facts or the FAQs. Okay. Um, ran- just random fun questions. So your first question is, what is what is a show or movie that you're embarrassed for liking or other people make fun of you for liking? Ooh, a show or movie. Hmm. Mm. Like your guilty pleasure that people like, girl, what you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> I think people might think this is boring, but like I've been obsessed with Tiny House Nation lately, which is just like <laughs> building tiny houses. <laughs> I get, That's it. I get, yeah, yeah. I get but I'm excited. I'm like, how are they going to put that chair in there? Like, <laughs> <laughs> But that is interesting, though. Like, it is. Like, 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 like the very niche stuff. Yeah. Yes, very, yeah. Because <laughs> I just found out that HBO Max is putting on a, there's a pottery competition. And when I got it in my inbox, I was all, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel I like it's really like excited. getting older. You're like, oh my gosh, how are they going to like make a home? <laughs> how are they going to create that thing? 
Um, okay, this one. Okay, we had uh, Michelle Buteau on. I mean, oh, her I love her. Come on later, but uh, we asked her this, and I want to ask you this as well. One has to go. Beyonce, J Lo, Rihanna, or Janet Jackson. Oh, <laughs> same reaction. She oh my same, God. Michelle gave us the same reaction. You could plead the fifth, or you could add someone in there to take out. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Beyonce, Rihanna, Jan Jackson, J-Lo. and J-Lo. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll say J-Lo because I for- legit forgot that she was on the, on the list. <laughs> no shade to J-Lo, though. No shade to J-Lo. J-Lo yeah. Wonderful career. Still yeah. killing it. I mean, yeah. I was like truly screaming in a bar during her Super Bowl performance. Super Bowl like, performance. Oh, my God. That's she is still killing it. She's Lord. looking like... Okay, I'm not, I'm not, she's like looking so good. Like, I'm not trying to be, you know, <laughs> superficial, but it's like, oh, how? I'm like, right? How yeah. are, like, when and she she's, I think she's 50, like, right? She has, yes. or like yeah. close to there, maybe 49, but she I yeah, remember when she sported the Versace thing at the, um, like, at some runway show. Like, it, oh, she, at like, Versace show, wasn't it? Yeah, she, she, she rewore her, that outfit, and she was just like slaying it. Yeah. And I don't know why. She looks so unfair. So unfair. Well, damn. Now I'm like waxing poetic about J Lo, and I'm like, <laughs> maybe I should keep her. <laughs> this was just hypothetical. Um, this is hypothetical. So J Lo stands out there. Please do not take offense, and don't. Come Absolutely. Back. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I love all of them so yeah, much. So it's very, you, very like, hard. Why you made that face? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay, so you have your rollerblades already. Yes. And now you're part of a skating crew. Yes, our skate gang. We're a gang. Oh, yeah. Sorry. What would your name be? What would your like roller oh. derby name be? Ooh. Mm. Um. <laughs> Sidewinder. That's, that <laughs> is threatening. She, and I feel like I would like really like sides because she'll <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'd be good at like weaving through people too. Yeah, I like that. Sidewinder. <laughs> I do like that. And I remember, I remember like late at night, like when I was younger, there would be those roller derby kind of competitions on show, like on TV. And oh. I would just, those are so interesting. It's like so exciting. They're really one? badass. They're really like hurting each yeah. other. Like, oh, what was like- that? That movie, oh, Whip It with uh, Drew Barrymore and, oh, yeah. um, and Ellen Page. I thought it was yeah. a while back. That, that, that was a really fun one. Okay. Um, what is your number one pet peeve? Mouth noises. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if someone's like chewing gum with their mouth open or like, or just chewing anything and their mouth is slightly open, I just like go insane yeah. <laughs> so do you not like it when like amsr like there's a microphone here like yeah very, no like, smacky and, and cannot like, saliva like very wet so, like, that <laughs> it's very it is though <laughs> yes <laughs> it's got a wet ass yeah. mouth <laughs> you know <laughs> Nice. You never want to come back. Um, <laughs> would you rather go to jail for four years for something you didn't do, or get away with something horrible you did, but always live in fear of getting caught? Oh my gosh! Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> what a question. Ugh. That's a really hard one, actually. That it's hard. Is, that's why I I put it in. The- <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's maybe good- maybe get away with something. Because 
There's always a little chase. You know, there's always a little yeah. danger. And then I have a reason to like go to different countries. Yeah. Change my oh, identity. <laughs> yeah. Bright side, brighter side, half full. Yeah. Glasses yes. Half full. Yeah. <laughs> I can be whoever I want because I am on the run. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's. And then, yeah, your life would be more exciting. Like, than jail? Like, yeah, I don't yeah. want to go to jail <laughs> at jail. all. Because <laughs> like you would go for four years come out and then your life would be normal, right? It would it, not be normal because be you were, normal. it's oh, always right. gonna be on your record. Oh shoot, well, I have guests. <laughs> you have guests? Someone just rang the doorbell, but anyway, sorry, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you order Postmates or something? No, I'm not expecting anybody. Okay, well, that's scary. Yeah, that's how people get killed. Don't don't answer the door. <laughs> like, anyways. Okay. Um. So our, our our last question is: We ask this to all our guests. Is there an underrepresented voice in the industry, whether it's an actor, writer, producer, storyteller, creator, or anyone that is not in the mainstream that you think deserves more shine and recognition? Jesus. You could have multiple answers. Or I one. think I'm gonna have multiple. Yeah, I'm gonna name some stand-ups that who i love yes i'm gonna say yamanika saunders who is a hilarious comedian in new york she's done some things like she's been on comedy central she has uh, a netflix special i think it's the degenerates like the nasty stand-up special mm. uh, but she herself is just like so funny like like she'll make you laugh till you cry and i just want the world to know who she is and I want her to be out there because she's I just think she's like gonna kill it her name one just... more time because now yeah. I want to walk because I, I need to yeah now. yeah Yamanika Saunders okay okay and then another person is Naomi Paragon, who I've been a fan <laughs> of for years and years and years uh very funny comic she's she's written for show she's on Galaxy Quest right now mm-hmm. but I need her to have like 10 stand up specials cuz she's just so funny and her voice is so unique and and like everyone loves her she did two dope queens um oh, but that okay, was, yeah yeah but it was like a, a very short set and like I just want people to see a whole show that's like uniquely hers mm-hmm. and then I'll say Shalewa Sharp who is another funny black woman very dry humor. Um, she kind of has like a very like <laughs> like mama feel, if that makes <laughs> sense. Like she's just like telling you how it is. And yeah, I just want everyone to know who she is. Look up these women. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely, look them up. Definitely. Cool. Shashir, thank you so much for yes. doing this being here. It was so it was so nice meeting you. Like I said, it's hilarious. Like everybody go it watch it. It's great. It's um, out now on Hulu. Now on Hulu. Watch it. You can watch the whole show. Mm-hmm. You can watch it. Whole, I did it in, in in a couple hours, so it's it's doable. Yeah. And I'm just <laughs> slow, so it takes me a while to. Uh, You're savoring it. Yeah, I'm savor watching. Uh, <laughs> <it. laughs> um, but thank you so much again, and congrats congrats on everything. Thank yes, you so congrats. much. Thanks for having me. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.